chick in me Every time I touch that track It turns into gold I'm stuck in your head I'm Uh, just want to be to make a shimmy in the morning. <laughs> boom, 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 boom. Oh my god, I love that dance. Honestly, I remember I the next morning because I I'd never really seen the movie, and so the next morning after I watched that dance, I was like, "That's kind of fire!" Like I'm surprised it didn't go viral. <laughs> it's the most simple dance, but I love it. I feel like if it was like TikTok generation back in 2012, this actually would have been a TikTok dance. Yeah. Like, because it's the easiest. Well, maybe, yeah. <laughs> it's the easiest choreography to do. You just like turn in a circle and shimmy, but it somehow looks so good. At least they made it look so good. But it's funny to me because at that time, I mean, obviously it was before, but you know, you had like Soldier Boy crank that and then like mm -hmm. lean with it, rock with it, and like the jerk movement. And like you had all these dances. So maybe like. Maybe most teenagers weren't watching DCOMs like us back in the day. So I mean, pr probably. But I feel like e people either love or hate this movie. So I feel like it's very much like you either grew up loving this movie or you just never watched it. And and again, I was way too old to be watching these movies. But what was I doing? I was watching them on a Friday night. So that hey. was great. Hey. Well, <laughs> it's totally fine. It's totally fine. How, how's your morning's good? I just need to brush my teeth again because I had uh, garlic toast this morning. Mm. Sorry. Well, it'll keep away all the monsters. It will. And be, and be great for your immune system, honestly. Yeah, exactly. Um, that's Two a, for one. We, we, yeah, we can get into it, everybody, but that's a breakfast bread that uh, Olivia Holt's character's mom feeds her first thing in the morning. And I was kind of like, why would you feed your daughter that on her way to school? Anyway, we can talk about that later. If you if you don't want her kissing some boys, then that's, that's true. That's a that's a great way to to fend them off. It fends off mo monsters and unwanted boyfriends, I guess, or girlfriends, yeah. depending. Yeah. Well, everybody, if you haven't guessed it by now, we are covering the Disney Channel original movie called Girl vs. Monsters, starring Olivia Holt, which came out in 2012, and it is a hidden gem. Trust me when I say this. Kelsey, thank you once again for turning me on to this movie. <laughs> I feel... I, I, I know a lot of people have a lot of feelings about this movie, mm -hmm. and I get it, because it's... It, is it like a... Um, I don't know, an award-winning film? No. But is it the only Halloween musical decom? Yes. So take that with, just go into it knowing that. And then I feel like you, it's, it just makes everything better about the movie. And you laugh at like all the ridiculousness and can appreciate the good things. <laughs> Does, is this movie, const, uh, is it considered a, a musical? It was the only musical decom ever made. That's crazy. Okay. Which cool. is kind of, crazy because i definitely i mean i get girl versus monster it is t definitely a halloween movie but then like you've got zombies and things like that too so i guess yeah. maybe they're just not considered halloween maybe they're like in a league of their own when it comes to decoms yeah um, i feel like it's, it's not really like centered around how i don't even think they mention halloween in zomb girl in, in the zombies movie so yeah maybe that's just like dystopian world it's it it's a weird movie, but I don't think it's Halloween. Yeah, so maybe that's why. No, I feel like that doesn't make sense. Like, Zombies is definitely 
like doing their own thing. So that makes sense. But yes, I'm so excited to cover this. It's it's definitely it's a, a great Halloween movie. It's a little bit campy. It's fun. It will definitely get you in the Halloween spirit. And it's got a great cast. You can't ask for a better cast. I mean, there are certain aspects that could have been better, but at least Luke and Olivia love them forever. So yeah, fantastic, fantastic cast. Um, but yeah, before we get into it, do we want to talk about our own little movie moments that we have had? I know that you had a great weekend. I had a great weekend. Um, yes, please tell everyone about your weekend because it is amazing. Yeah, so I, um, my movie moment, it's kind of like two moments wrapped up in one, but for those who don't know, my parents took me up to Toronto, Canada to go see Drake live. So I just found out that that is what going to be Drake's, he said that that was going to be his last concert, like last tour, and he was like putting the lock on the studios. People always say that who are artists, but that made it a little bit more special being like, wow, that is so crazy because I have grown up with Drake. Like I remember when I couldn't even drive, I was like 15 years old listening to Drake. And now, almost 15 years later, (laughs) whatever, (laughs) I'm going to see Drake live in Toronto. So it was just you know that moment when the whole theater, I'm sure you experienced something similar in uh, going to see Taylor Swift, but when everyone's talking, they have like that music in the background and then everything goes silent and people start to cheer and you see them walk on stage. That was absolutely a movie moment for me. Um, And I had to say for my part two, I couldn't cheat. I did go to uh, Casa Loma. So Casa Loma is this very wealthy mansion on a hill in Canada. I looked at it and I was like, that looks so familiar. Do you know why it looks familiar? Because it's where Cantos was. So I went to Cantos where Twitches was filmed in the middle of Toronto and it was absolutely spectacular. Um, So yeah, I had my little like decom to life moment and then my little uh, nostalgic moment. So yeah, it was a a fantastic weekend and it was peak ball foliage there. So I, that's an incredible weekend. That's amazing on like so many levels. One, I feel like we were just talking about how we wanted to visit all of these sets. And then you get to go yeah. to the castle, like the Mecca of Mecca of yes. all sets, which is incredible. And then getting to see Drake. And then you all went to his favorite restaurant too, I think, oh, right? Soto Soto. If anybody is in the Toronto area ever or lives in Toronto, it's Soto Soto. It's an Italian restaurant. Um, it's so Drake though, literally not a single person was not wearing black. Like it, of course I had like a floral shirt on and I just felt very out of place. Um, he would have loved it. He would have loved to see you there. He would have loved, yeah, he, and I, I, we were supposed to meet there actually, but he had to be at the the show. So it was just me and my family, but yeah. You know, it makes, next time, next time. Well, I'm, well, we'll see. We'll see Drake. (laughs) Um, and I was going to go to Cam's house, a.k.a. Regina George's house, but I looked it up and you were so right, Kelsey. It's not in the city. It's like a 40-minute ride. So I was like, I'm only in Toronto for two days. I'm not going to go out to the suburbs just to see where Cam lives and not be let in. But it would be great. It would be great, but you got to see the castle. So it's even yes, better. I got to see the castle. I got to see Cantos. That's all that matters. No, that's amazing. Gave well- the mom a piece of our mind, so... <laughs> Let her know how we felt. And hopefully, maybe she got onto Home Goods now. Maybe she has a little bit more. I'm hoping, I'm hoping like a pillow somewhere, like something in the something in the castle to make yeah, it a little even, more homey. Even Michaels, like just a little like wreath out. Just um, yeah, get a get the Halloween wreath up. 
we're not asking for much. Um, but yeah, so that was my weekend. Kelsey, how was your weekend? I know it is officially starting to turn into fall in the, in New England. So you're doing all the fall activities probably. It was, yeah, we had an awesome weekend. Um, it was a long weekend for some people, my parents' anniversary. So we did um, just like a full fall day of like, there's this um, corn maze by us and it's amazing. They do such a great job. Um, so we did that. And then as part of my mom's, anniversary slash her birthday's coming up so part of that um we got it's called uh vib for uh savannah bananas which instead of (laughs) instead of vip (laughs) it's very very important banana um and so ticket sales actually go on sale today but so last week they um did a live stream of their um kind of announcement for their tour that they're doing this year which is amazing because i feel like this tour they went around the U.S. and now they're actually going to MLB stadiums and they're selling out these massive stadiums. There's already a five; uh, it's a fifty thousand uh, person wait list just to get into Fen- to Fenway Park to see them, which is crazy. Um, so I'm just so proud of them. So we watched the live stream. We made a ton of apps. We had a little fire pit outside, and it was just so cool to see how far that organization's come because we're such big fans and we've met so many people through the organization. So now we're all texting this morning. We're so excited to get tickets. Um, so I have a list of places I need to go. Fenway is obviously number one for everyone that's a New England fan, which is where we're from. Um, but it's just so cool because uh, the guy that started at Jesse, his dream was to get into Fenway with this. And now they're actually doing it. And it's just nuts that next June they're going to be selling out Fenway Park. So amazing yeah. job, Savannah Bananas. Uh, but that... So just a cool movie moment. It was so excited to see my mom so excited. Um, And yeah, so uh, it'll be an exciting, very long lasting. She likes to do those um, long lasting birthday gifts that will just keep going on and on. And and what a fun, what a fun gift for to also celebrate her, their 40th anniversary too, kind of in a way. And that's the thing. Like my dad loves baseball too. And so it's, yeah, I feel like in a weird way, it's, it's just a good all around gift, but uh, yeah, so cool. So like, so pumped for this fan of bananas. And yeah, we'll get to see him rock Fenway. So it'll be awesome. It'll be, um, such a weekend. It'll be really fun. So it was yeah, just a really good weekend. Um, but I'm not gonna lie. I was it was a great weekend. But I was so excited for us to do this and to watch this movie and to cover it this week. Um, it's just it's, I wouldn't say it's one of the classics. I feel like that's a little, that's a, that's a little that, much. That's, that's not the word, but there is a word for it, right? There's a word. Yeah. I just, uh, yeah. But, and either way, really excited for Girl vs. Monster today. Yeah. So let's, let's get into Girl vs. Monster. I have, I have a little summary that I want to, for those of you who do not know what this movie is or, uh, since it came out in 2012, if you did not watch it uh, back in the day, I highly, highly suggest that you watch this movie. So a little synopsis about what Girl vs. Monster is. And honestly, Kelsey, this plotline was one of the more in-depth decom plotlines um, that we have covered so far. And there's a lot going on in it. And I'm not even being sarcastic. Like, it really <laughs> was. Um, but Girl vs. Monster, obviously, is a Disney Channel original movie that released in 2012. The film is a family-friendly comedy with elements of adventure and fantasy. They don't add horror, but I think there is some horror elements in this movie. 
The story revolves around a teenage girl named Skylar Lewis, played by Olivia Holt. Skylar is a high school student and a seem with a seemingly normal life until she discovers a dark family secret. She learns that her parents are monster hunters and she is destined to follow their footsteps. The central conflicts of the movie arises when Skylar accidentally unleashes a host of monsters on Halloween night. She must then confront and battle these creatures to save not only her family, but her entire town. Sorry, I don't know why I said that at the end like that. Oh, um, I liked it. It was spooky. Yeah, watching. Too, I'm listening to too many spooky podcasts, so um, I'm, I might want to be like, oh, okay, I only listen to them around Halloween. But let's be, be real. I turn them on after the Fourth of July. Like I'm like, it's mm-hmm. Halloween. It's past Fourth of July. Let's go. Mm-hmm. No, I trust me. This movie used to be my comfort movie. So when I moved away from home after college. Um, I would be watching this movie like, yeah, like in July at any time of the year, honestly, anytime I, so the first night when I, wherever I'd be in my apartment, um, after visiting my parents or something, I would turn on this movie, which I guess is a really weird choice now that I look at it. But again, it's just like a comfort blanket. I can't explain it, but I love this movie. (laughs) I don't think it's a weird choice because I think the core element is family, especially for only children. Cause you know, Skylar is that only child and it's like her growing up and her parents trying to let her grow up. I know our our parents coddled us to a, to a very, very late age. And so (laughs) I can understand why this movie was your comfort movie, because as I said, like it is a very like superficial movie on the surface, but there's a lot of like really deep elements in it too. Um, and also, Kelsey, you know why I think you like this movie so much, too? Because my parents are monster hunters. No, <laughs> sorry. Oh, are they? Sorry, it was a bad joke. No, they're, ca- they're math teachers and accountants, so it's uh, not, not mold specialists. You, never, you know. never know. You never know. Um, do you know th- what uh, the director of this movie also directed? Twitches and Going to the Mat. Shout out, Andy Lawrence. And Scream Team. Yes, yes, because I know that you... <laughs> Love Scream Team. I love Scream Team too. And I was like, when I looked it up, I was like, this makes so much sense. This is why Scream Team, banger. Twitches, banger. Girl vs. Monster, banger. So this guy deserves like a DCOM Oscar or something. Seriously. And also that we need to get him on the podcast uh, because he clearly loves Halloween and fall as much as we do. If yeah. he's doing all these fall DCOMs. Oh, Absolutely. Um, um, but yeah, so I got the privilege of just watching this movie for the first time. I actually had not seen it in the past. Um, I was a little hesitant at first, just because it's one of those 2012 movies, and I'm kind of like a Disney decom boomer, where I am like, I love the older decoms. You were like, no, trust me, it's a treat. (laughs) Everybody. You get a, the first scene of this movie. So they're like practicing for a band rehearsal. And I think a banner is like lopsided. And you just see Olivia Holt's character. She's just like, lift me up. And it's like slow motion. And she jumps onto this guy, Ryan, who's the head of the band. And like slow motion grabs the banner. And then all of a sudden does like a somersault, flips her hair back and kind of gets like this little smug look. And I was like, oh, this is going to be good. This is going to be a good movie. You know, as soon as that scene happens, you know there's going to be like no rhyme or reason to this movie, but it's going to be entertaining. They're already in some type of haunted-esque house. So you know the aesthetic is going to be off the charts. And, you know, we clearly have, well, and we're clearly living in a universe where people don't believe in ladders. So that will make things exciting too. And... Crazy. (laughs) I think it was... and I will. I feel like we're we're about to really get into it about Skylar's character, who is the lead 
um, heroine that we kind of follow in this journey, played by Olivia Holt. So Olivia Holt was on Kicking It on um, Disney XD, and she got that role mainly because she did gymnastics. And so I thought it was really funny that this role had, like, we didn't need a gymnast routine, but we got one because we Olivia could one. do it. So. I, I thought we saw, it was like, <laughs> they might as well have hired like Simone Biles for, for like the main character. It's like every second, I feel like Olivia holds so proud of her like gymnast past. Like, it'd be like nothing like, oh yeah, like what's for lunch? I don't know. Uh, Skylar's a gymnast though. It's like they, they put it into everything. So <laughs> it was in an aggressive amount of the plot line, which was interesting. Um, but okay. So again, like you said, the movie kicks off. We clearly see her doing this. Um, it's a somersault. Is it necessary? Like, I don't really know to jump up. Oh, it to, was. Like, I, it, it was. Um, so I feel like that just in a premise for the for those of you who maybe haven't seen it or, you know, haven't seen it in a while. It kind of gives a premise of like what her character is all about, like who she is as a person. How did you feel about Skylar? Um, I feel very conflicted about Skylar, thus the long pause. You know, I think that she has really great elements. I think that she is very powerful in her own right. And like, at the end of the movie, I really liked her. But I think that this is another classic case of, even though it's like tone death writers, I, I don't know, because I found her to be very kind of insufferable a little bit uh, as an adult. Um... I thought that she was like really self-centered, really cocky. She did a lot of really questionable things when it comes to like an ethics standpoint. Um, and it kind of bodes the question of like, was she meant to be a protagonist with flaws or like, am I just trying to pick her apart too much? Cause there's so much going on where I just feel like her best friend, Sadie, she takes, she's not, she's not really there for Sadie. She's all about herself. Like she's, Anyway, there's a lot to get into, but I was really, really conflicted about her as a character. How about you? I know that you liked her when you were younger, but like, how was it to rewatch her like as an adult? I definitely same feelings. Like when I watched her, I'd say as a kid, but I was definitely a who, who am I kidding? I was like a grown adult uh, <laughs> watching this <laughs> even when it first came out. But I love. <laughs> I think I just I love Olivia Holt. Like anything She's she great. does, I love her. And so I'm a big fan. And so I think I was really skewed by that when I watched it when I was younger. And now watching it again years later, and I do, I watch it every year, but like now through crit critical eyes, she, was, I, she wasn't a good friend. And so in the beginning of the movie, I was like, okay, I'm getting a little annoyed with her antics, but I'm like, oh, maybe this is because, um, so again, for those of you who don't see it, Olivia's character Skylar has never experienced fear because her parents are monster hunters. She doesn't know this and they have trapped her monster. And so in this universe, everyone has a monster. And as soon as that monster is kind of unleashed, it grows from that person's fear. And so, but if you, if your monster is like never unleashed and never grows, then you don't have fear. So Skylar's never experienced fear. So I was like, oh, is this supposed to be her character development? Like she's supposed to be annoying because she doesn't, know what fear is so if we didn't know what fear was well i'm like if we didn't know what fear was would we be annoying too i guess but well, we just, definitely know what fear is <laughs> i was like we live in fear every day so yeah. don't know what a, that don't know what that's I get a like slack message and i like shiver like i i wish my parents captured my monsters as a kid seriously yeah mine are 
Miner must be like running marathons at this point out of like the strength I've given them through my fear. But anyway, <laughs> like I just don't I thought it was gonna get better. Like I thought she was gonna not be as annoying towards the end of the movie, but but she still kind of was. Like she still she wasn't nice to Sadie, she wasn't nice to Henry. I feel like she thought that she was better than them. And again, the whole time Sadie, who has experienced fear, her best one of her best friends, she's kind of the nice one throughout this whole movie that was giving reason and rationale and she's the brave one and I thought Skylar was very much not not it looking back on it yeah and I think we get our first element of who Skylar really was like actually at the beginning of the movie so Mm -hmm. the movie kicks off as I said um with Ryan who is kind of like the heartthrob of the entire movie and he has a band with his girlfriend Myra and so they're practicing and we're introduced to this character Myra who is technically like the villain of the movie but we have a lot of thoughts about this because Mm -hmm. I don't think that she is a villain and so I was really shocked when Skylar did not hold back about hitting on Ryan. Skylar did not hold back that she had a crush on Ryan. And it was just very jarring when one of the opening scenes, when one of her best friends, Sadie's like, oh my God, Skylar really likes you. And she's like, oh, I like basically like, oh yeah. And like, she's, they basically were like, oh, make a move on Ryan. This man is a boyfriend to Myra. Stay away from that, in my opinion. That's my one ick. Don't go after somebody else's partner if they're in a committed relationship. And that's, that scene is where I was like, I don't think I'm going to like this protagonist that much. Uh, yes. I com- uh, Looking at it now through those eyes, because again, I feel like when we, again, when I watched it when I was uh, still an adult, but um, it's, I feel like Disney is very much like black and white when it comes to like, oh, well, clearly this girl is going to be the villain. So we're going to portray her as the villain. This girl's the heroine and she's, only, you know, like she's good. And of course, Ryan should like Skylar and not Myra. And now looking back at now, it's like Myra did nothing wrong. She was just dating a guy who she genuinely liked. And then Skylar was encroaching on her territory. Also, like not only one, trying to take her boyfriend, two, trying to take her lead role in the band. It just, I felt like Skylar was being a little sketchy about it. And I don't think Myra was salty, but I would be too. If it's like, you're trying to take my man and my band, like, please just find find your own thing. Like, stay in your lane, Skylar. Like, go back to, like, the gym or something. I don't know. Go get a gold medal because this is Myra's band. It's not, Mm -hmm. like, a band she's a part of. She started the band. Could you imagine if you started a band with your boyfriend and another girl? So she shows up to, like, all of the rehearsals. She just, like, sits in the front row and looks at Ryan. Ryan looks at her. Like, wouldn't you be pissed? Absolutely not. Absolutely. Like, meaning, like, absolutely, yes, I would. Because... (laughs) I like, no, I'm just, again, I just, I feel like this, ah, oh, she, no, I don't think Myra was in the wrong about this. And again, I feel like we can all relate to someone who's been like jaded by this. And the thing is, the crazy thing is, I feel like, again, I'm not saying it was Disney, but I feel like immediately these two girls are paired off against each other. But what's the, and, and again, hmm, didn't this just happen in society? I don't know, maybe Selena and Haley, where isn't it so funny that society loves to just like create like person against person? Like, what team are you going to be on? What's the common den- denominator in all of these things? Like, there oh. is a guy who yeah. is not maybe being the best. Maybe Ryan in this movie wasn't being the stand up knight in shining armor that we all originally thought he was because. He was clearly leading Myra on if they dated multiple times. 
wasn't it like a two-year relationship too or something like that i i don't, I don't know i think i just made that up but it seems like it yeah, yeah. on and off it was a long relationship for high school you know although it's the classic breakup get back together like there's a taylor swift song about you type thing like it's it was not her place to do that um and yeah, so I thought, and again, that it's the common denominator. You're so right of two girls being pitted against each other and the guy can do no wrong. Uh, and I'm sure a lot of people, if we watched this when we were teenagers, we probably would have been like, go Ryan, go. When mm -hmm. it's like, no, he there's a, there's a lot of red flags with Ryan, but there's, we can get into that later for sure. Um, there's a lot. I feel like this movie was not girl versus monster. Like the monster was Ryan in a lot oh, of scenarios. Oh, and yeah. Yes. Oh, that's a, that's a that's, okay. That's a hot take. I really like that actually. Um, but then, yeah. So after that was the opening scene. It's like we get all the drama. We get all the like cheesy action. And then I think the next scene is Skylar goes back to her family, and we are introduced to the parents. And I have to say, once again, I don't know if it's a Halloween theme, but I loved these parents. They were so cute and funny and i just thought that you know i think of the julie julie lewis is the mom steve lewis is the dad steve's played by uh, brian palomero and then julie's played by jennifer aspen love that name by the way so um good. they just they were the perfect like this casting director gets an a plus for like certain elements of the movie we'll get into that later too but they were definitely amazing parents and I just loved the chemistry between Olivia Holt's character and both of them. I like, I genuinely thought that they were a family. I, I love everything about this family. I love how, I love the parents dynamic. They were giving me very much like Ileana and Karsh vibes because they would do oh. this like bickering, but it was so funny about like, no, you need to close the door for me. Well, no, I take care of the equipment. You take care of the car. And it's just, it was very funny throughout the whole the whole thing, and I feel like it gave. I mean, not that this movie was ever serious, but it gave so much levity to it. And I did think even their relationship with Skylar was hilarious. The one thing I would say about these parents, so they are monster hunters trying to keep it from their daughter. And I know we all want to work from home, but maybe we don't keep all of the monsters in our basement. Like maybe this yeah. is when we actually do want to commute and go to another location because. If there is a monster in the basement who wants to basically take over your daughter's soul for the entirety of her life, like maybe we don't keep that in the basement. <coughs> maybe that's yeah. the only thing. Maybe we rent out like a like a storage unit somewhere in the woods. I don't know, something like that. That <laughs> that's actually really funny because uh, one of the scenes is I think she like. She wants to go to Ryan's Halloween party, and the mom's like, absolutely not. And I, again, I was on Olivia's side at first because I was like, oh, it's Halloween. Like, what? Are, well, like, let her be a kid. And then I was like, oh, wait, they must be monster hunters. And so she goes down to the basement <laughs> to ask her dad if she can go. And I was expecting it to be like, okay, he has like a little like boy's basement, or like he's just like, he has like a computer. No, this is like a full blown lab. And I was like, what does Olivia think? Skylar, what does Skylar think her parents do? Because, like, there is a lot going on down there. That's a thing. Like, even, okay, so even if I thought my parents, first of all, if, if, even if I thought my parents were mold scientists, if I ever, so, like, maybe that looks like an intricate lab. I'm, in, I'm a sophomore in high school. Maybe I don't know. But my dad 
would kill me if I just wanted to go to a party and he was actually working on some like, I don't know, black mold experiment. And then I sh- I just shut off all the power. I would be grounded for the rest of my life. Like that is my parents would kill me. And so the, the audacity that Skylar had that she was like, I'm just going to shut off all the power, ruin all of their experiments. And it's going to be fine. It's going to be totally fine. Like, even if it's mold, my parents would have had my head. I mean, I think this just goes to like the selfishness and like self-centeredness of Skylar in general. Like, you're gonna shut off. You're setting you're the mold community the back. Of your house when your parents are conducting a quote-unquote very important scientific experiment, so you get can be next to Ryan. How dare you? Like, how dare? Also, sorry, I, I, I'm nitpicking this movie, but. Wouldn't your parents have like a lock or something on the door if it was something like something to she, like this is what pisses me off. She just had to pull one lever and it was very like cartoonish and like comical. But if you're again housing all of these monsters, there's just one lever that's gonna release everything. Again, we need to think through this. Like there's gotta be some type of security in this. There's gotta be something. Um, but yeah, but you know what? Can Skylar I- gets what Skylar wants, so. Can I also say, because since we're on this topic, we have to go over the fact when she's, it's like right before she breaks out and she's pretending to be on the phone and she, it, the movie makes it seem like she's about to call Ryan, tell him she can't go. And then she swipes it over seemingly to her friend Sadie to be like, we're, I'm busting out of here. Like, come on over. And it's blatantly a video. Like it's blatantly a video. Wait, hold on. I'm so sorry. I must have missed that part. Wait, what happened? It is straight up. So she's on the stairs. And again, there's no reason for them to show this phone screen. And she's on the stairs. And it's clearly, you know how in the old, like, iPhones and even iPods, like, you would play the video? Even now, when you play a video and you see, like, the play button and the pause button and, like, the time amount, you see that. And it's (laughs) not... And so it's clearly a video. Like, there's nothing about this as a real phone call. And then... So I'm like, why would, we don't even need to see the screen. It was just, it was very much giving like when in Nelly's old video when they're like texting on the Excel. Oh my God. And it's like, why is this happening? Why? We don't need to see this. Like, this is, this is so ridiculous. Uh, Yeah. So that was, I don't know if it was just overlooked, but ridiculous. This, this, okay, yeah, that is absolutely ridiculous. I need to rewatch that because I definitely want to see that scene. Um, but before we get into that, let's kind of talk about why she's escaping from the house because I think that is absolutely ridiculous. Um, so there's another gymnastics scene just before this scene, and Myra's like really pissed off. They're at their school because, again, no one can hang up banners in this movie, it's a crooked banner, and Myra's like obviously very insecure about Skylar's character and she's like boost me up and so she does the same thing but then she topples and like breaks her neck right so she can't sing anymore and Ryan shows zero sympathy to her like he's just like oh okay and basically was like Skylar why don't you sing in the in the show like why don't you do it and so this is why Skylar is putting the whole town at risk because Myra broke her neck and Ryan doesn't give a crap about it her girlfriend apparently his girlfriend apparently um and so i just thought like that leading up moment uh, uh, it's it's just clearly the skylar show in this whole movie but anyway that is the most ridiculous way that a like a villain has fallen quote unquote um they they made this off my chest 
I don't know. It was so, I feel like I get that they needed to take her out of the equation, but they made this poor girl not fall once, not fall twice, three times down really big stairwells <clears throat> in this movie. And I'm like, can yeah. we give her a break, please? Also, she just fell down, like you said, like two decent flights of stairs. Like this is a high, like a high school stairwell. So these ceilings are tall. And she just she's she's at the band practice that and she's just got like her little head brace. I'm like, girl, you need to be at the ER. Like, do not be here to like dote on Ryan. Get get an IV. Like, let's make sure we don't have a concussion. And yet Ryan is still, yeah, he did not care about her. Immediately put Skylar first. And he pressured Skylar because Skylar was like, Oh, my parents don't want me to come. And Ryan was like, Well, I need you here. So basically just break out. Again, red flag. Red flag. And I guess, as you said, you kind of had that TM. It's like girl versus Ryan. Like, Ryan is the monster. Ryan is the reason why all of the monsters were released on the town. Um, He was very manipulative to Skylar. And again, Skylar had... Like, Skylar didn't have to go down to the basement and turn off all of the stuff and release the monsters. But let's be real. If we were a 15-year-old kid and our crush was like, hey, can you sing in a ba- my band at a Halloween concert or whatever? Oh, yeah, we'd be sprinting. She's a runner. She's a track star. Like, we would be sprinting over there. So Forrest I kind of get where coming from. 100%. I would literally be running, like, barefoot. Like, yeah. Who am I kidding? Uh, so I get it. I get I, I get. I totally get where she's coming from. Um... And I guess going into that, so uh, we start to get to know Skylar's friends a little bit more during this whole saga of her trying to break out um, and kind of where they are in life. How did you feel about the two of them? So Sadie and Henry. I loved Sadie. I think Sadie is actually my favorite character in the whole movie. Um, there was something so relatable about Sadie. Like, I think that, like, I have, obviously, my monsters have consumed me my whole life because, like, I'm even, like, afraid to cross the street sometimes. And I just, like, really related to Sadie so much because she was, like, a realistic teenager scared of stuff. But at the end of the day, she also, like, had her head on straight. She she was always there for, like, Skylar. Um, I really like Sadie. Henry? I Henry was... I. I don't know why he was there. He was there. I, he did a lot of stuff. Like, I think that, like, half the movie was trying to actually save Henry instead. Um, but I liked Henry. I thought he was, like, a cute character. He was, like, a good friend also at the end of the day. But I loved her friends. I thought that they were really good sidekicks. Um, and they were always there for her. And, yeah, no, shout out to both of our friends. What about you? I love them. I thought they're I, – I think they're so nice and they're so real. Sadie's also my favorite character – um and i think she's kind of like the real hero in this story because like she like like we said we are like crippled by our fear but she's so cool because she's also i feel like very scared of everything and um i like how in this during this whole movie she is kind of the one convincing skylar like being like yes this is fear you're gonna have to deal with it we deal with it every single day but the whole point is conquering it and even at the end of the movie like she's the one telling skylar like we need to go crush these monsters and like save the town and so i think she's kind of like the unwritten hero um henry looking back on it now henry just needed a win i feel like henry was losing in every situation he was so scared of the monsters he was frozen like literally for those of you who don't remember he's frozen out of fear from his monster who was scary which we'll get into um he can't like fix anything he doesn't like catch any monsters (laughs) i just feel like he 
I don't know. I just feel like he needed a win and he didn't get it. He never got it in the movie. Yeah, he needed a W. I mean, I guess he did at the end when he confront confronted his bullies, but that's about really it. Like, yeah, that frozen scene was wild, which we'll get into. Um, but again, yeah, I know these were these were great. Olivia needed these friends because even when she runs down after like the video call with Sadie and like shuts off the power, and there's clearly monsters everywhere. She keeps denying it. She's like, "This is not real." Like, I don't. Like, there's a girl. There's a monster that just flew out in front of you. There's like all the CGI effects of like thousands of monsters coming out, and you're still saying it's not real. And Sadie and Henry are kind of like, "I kind of think it's real." Like, I don't. I don't know. Like, anyway, not. I. I know this is kind of like the crap on Skylar's show, but honestly, she could not have done anything without her two friends. Oh, hundred percent. And even that, it's, I just, I don't know. I think, yeah, I, it's, it's kind of the same thing how we were saying in Don't Look Under the Bed. Like, eventually you just have to wake up. Like, this monster, so Skylar's monster is kind of, there. she's called, like, one of the Eternals. And she just, her head, like, blatantly, like, spins around 360 in front of Skylar to try and scare. Like, at that point, you have to just realize, like, this is real. And I need to figure out what the hell is going on. Call my parents, potentially see a doctor, but also... She did, though. Didn't she call the parents? Or, like, Cobb, who is the assistant, called the parents, and she still didn't believe her? That's and the thing. She, she's still marching on to the Halloween party, and they literally had to grab her and be like, this is real. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. I... Yeah, it's still, again, <laughs> like, is she really... Again, again, I was like, oh, maybe she's supposed to be annoying because she hasn't realized... She hasn't known fear and conquered it but she was just kind of annoying throughout the whole thing so that was a little unfortunate um not not the best but the monsters her monster um ends up so her monster is somehow already connected to sadie's monster and henry's monster who i think are terrifying everyone seriously at least just type in uh if you're not going to rewatch the movie type in like girl versus monster monsters on tiktok or youtube or google images when i tell you like these monsters are dare i say like these monsters are these scare i think they are actually they are the scariest monsters in a decom well whoa 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 the boogeyman no one can beat the boogeyman from don't look under the bed but I don't know. They, they these might get him get, get give him a run for the money because they are petrifying. I so Bob, which hilarious that his name is Bob, the Scarecrow, Henry's yeah. monster, is terrifying. He's like twenty feet high. Like again, I feel like like our generation grew up with really scary like haunted scarecrows. I don't know. I just remember a lot of movies back in the day in like early two thousand. Oh yeah, where that was a trend. He is like his face is like those scarecrows to a T. So I totally get why Henry's terrified of this. Um he and then his eyes, doesn't he? Like Yeah, it's it's, it's really pretty it's morbid. So creepy. It's so creepy. <laughs> um and then Sadie's monster is like this weird like I so, I, like, I don't even know how I would describe her. Like uh Meryl Streep in the 1600s. In the, from the 1600s like, like Yeah, I was like like a little like haunted little bo peep like i'm just trying to figure out like what she was but it was she was terrifying like if you i know we had talked about this but if you saw her at night terror that's nightmare fuel 
Well, I think what's scary about her, it's like, so she has like this black cloak on. She has this like really, really ghostly pale skin. And she just kind of like has this menacing, really scary smile and stare. And honestly, like, so as we said, that is Sadie's monster. And Sadie apparently, she visits Sadie all the time. And so she visited Sadie at a spelling bee. And her word was goat, and she couldn't spell goat. And I was like, when I heard that, I was like, how do you forget to spell goat? Like, that's like a very easy word. And then when I see her monster, I'm like, oh, that's why you forgot to spell goat. Like, this is, this is, she, she's like the Baba Duke or something like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, this yes. monster is scary. I, uh, I could relate to that on so many levels, though. So, because uh, Sadie couldn't spell goat. And I think that's the whole point. It's like, oh, it's such an easy word. But when I tell you I was the worst speller growing up, like it was, it was a problem. It was bad and it was so embarrassing. So it was my second year out of college. I was hosting a talk show <laughs> and we had to do a spelling bee. Uh -huh. um, it was just like a spelling bee segment because uh, local high schools were doing a spelling bee. So the whole point was they were supposed to give me easy words and my host, who I love dearly, hard words so that I would blatantly win. Ian, they gave me the word mooch. And I misspelled it a lot on live television. I don't think I can even. <laughs> Wait, were you spelling? It? You were spelling against high schoolers. I was well, so I so it was against like high schoolers were there, but it was but just me and the hub, the other hubs, oh. and we were competing against each other. And they were giving him ridiculous words, like words I would never even dream Pneumonia to know how to spell or something. Exactly, and I get mooch, and they were like in the bag, and I literally misspelled it. And the producer, I was like, M-O-U-C-H. And the producer is like, Kelsey, like, in my ear, like, get it together. What are you doing? And I'm like, M-O-O-C-H, M-O-O-C-H. And so I get it. Like, I am still mortified to this day. And they'll never let me live it down. Um, so I get it. When people are like, how could she misspell go? I was like, well, I misspelled mooch. And there's two of the same vowels in that word. So <laughs> I get it. Wait, quick question. Like, I mean... Did you warn them about your spelling abilities? I did. Like, and that's why. I knew what they were getting into, right? Oh, they, they knew. And that's why. Because I was like, guys, like, and I, I was like, I was in spelling classes growing up. I used to have, back in the day, this is how old I am, guys. You used to have, a, like, it was like a spelling calculator. Because you wouldn't have, like, we didn't have, like, digital phones when I was in grade school. Mm -hmm. So it literally, it was literally, like, the size of your phone. And you would, like, put words in. And then it would tell you, like, actually how to spell it. It would guess what word you're trying to spell, and then it would give you the right one. That's how old I am. Uh, so it, this has been a long thing. So I I completely empathize yeah. with the spelling part of this. I mean, Kelsey, I'm not going to lie. There are multiple times where, like, you know when you spell a word and usually, like, your phone will correct it? So it doesn't even give me a correction. And then sometimes I'll go on Google to type it in, and, like, that doesn't give it a me a correction. It's... <laughs> It's, I think we're one and the same with Sadie because I am so bad at spelling. I remember not to not to turn this into like an Aquila and the B episode, but like I remember every year, like you had you it was so petrifying. They had to test everybody to see who get in the spelling bee. I got out like the second round every single time. So I get I get you, Sadie. I guess I get you. They didn't even include me in that invite because they were like, Kelsey, no, no way. Yeah. <laughs> So, but maybe that's why maybe that's why we like her so much. Again, she is relatable, and she conquers her fears. And she's never, you know, she's never been lucky enough where you don't get to know what fear is. So 
Um, and their monsters, yeah, are terrifying. So um they are they are terrifying, especially like in the woods. But one thing I have to say, and again, not to like be like super nitpicky about this movie too, but like once all the monsters are released and Cobb, who is like the assistant, realizes it. This movie's actually ridiculous if you take a step back. He's like, you know what we're going to do? I'm going to give these three 15-year-old guns, and they are going to be the ones to save this town, and they've never shot anything ever, but I'm going to put everything on their back, and they're going to do it. Like, no wonder. And then he's like, oh, why do I have to, like, re- like uh, take out this wheelbarrow to bring Henry, who's frozen, back to dethaw him? And it's like... Well, dude, you, you left the fate of the world to three 15-year-olds, one who can't even spell goat because she's so afraid, and you're, like, wondering why these monsters are, like, winning the town? I'm sorry. Like, I, okay, I, <laughs> one, I love Cobb. Two, oh, Cobb. I, I have so many questions about Cobb. Like, how old do we think Cobb is where he's realized, like, he's, he's a monster hunter in training? And so now... <sighs> Like 30? 30? 30, 30 like, I, maybe like 32? I mean, okay, that gives me, that makes me feel a lot better about myself because like we're all just trying to figure it out, Cobb. Like we get it. We're uh, all just trying to figure it out, Cobb. <laughs> I know, I love how we're like crapping on Cobb and we're like, he like, he did all this. He, and it's like, we, we, I, we literally like turn off the volume of our computer so we don't have to hear the Slack sound. So, I mean, I don't really think that we're that much better than Cobb, but definitely like 32. Like you have to have at least like a PhD in monster monster hunting or something to get his gig, right? Right. Like at least in IT, he's got to manage all of those freezing systems. Um, But I did, I do have to say, I did think it was really funny how you mentioned the wheelbarrow because one of my favorite scenes is this movie where he like clearly doesn't give a heck. Henry is just like messing up constantly. He gets frozen out of fear because Bob, his scarecrow, scares him in the woods. So now Cobb is trying to fix all of these machines to get the monsters um, back in. Again, not the brightest move to like give all these kids monster guns and with no instruction, just be like, have fun, go. Um, And then Henry gets frozen and then Cobb has to come out with the wheelbarrow and he just literally takes Henry, who's like frozen like a statue, and he just dumps, he just dumps him head first into the wheelbarrow. He like (laughs) gains his head. This man is over it. This man is over. This man is like, I signed up to be an intern for Monster Hunters, and now I gotta like take care of these kids, be a babysitter. It was very relatable. Yeah, that, that was like not a wait, relatable. You relate to being a monster hunter, but then having to babysit kids on Halloween. It's just really hard, guys. Sometimes, like, yeah, you just don't understand. Geez. Um, but I thought, like, he smacked Henry's head on that wheelbarrow. He like, there was like some anger. He was like, boom. And I was, I the thought popped in my mind. I'm like, there's definitely gonna be a scene when Henry wakes up. He's gonna be like, ow, what happened? He gets de thought, and he's like, totally back to normal. Like nothing happened. I'm like, dude, like you should be in a neck brace just like Meyer, because that guy like put a WWE smackdown on you. It was yeah. Cobb did not give a heck. Uh, I and I did love that. Um, but then so meanwhile, while Cobb is taking care of Henry in <laughs> like bringing him back to life, um, <laughs> Sadie and Skyler go to this haunted house, um, which is where Ryan's band is playing. Which is simultaneously when Myra gets taken over by Sadie's monster. Um, and so she kind of, I thought it was interesting that they basically they just turned her like into her version but they i think they were trying to suit like assume that's like oh well now i'm hot now i'm like yeah it. and i thought that was 
weird, but it, it was weird. It was weird, but I guess like if you're like a kid, you understand it. But it was also yeah. like adults who clearly like wrote the movie and made the movie, and they definitely like sexualized this like teenager a little bit too much in that. Um, so wait, yeah, so okay. So Olivia's monster goes into Myra, which I didn't know that like monsters could take form of bodies, like, but I guess that makes sense. Um, but I gotta say, like, uh, Myra was so good as that monster when she shows up to the Halloween party, like the actress, Catherine mm-hmm. uh, McNamara. She's like, she killed, I think she was, I think she delivered like the best performance in that movie. I think she she had to play so many roles, right? Like the jealous girlfriend, the funny, like all of a sudden she gets hurt and she's kind of the comedic relief. And she knows oh, yeah. that. Now she's this like crazy monster who has to be so confident, but still ridiculous. And then she has to go back to being the just kind of like comic relief girl, except now she magically doesn't need a neck brace at the end of the movie and is fine, I guess. But uh, that girl props, went from hell and back. Props to Catherine. Yeah, like justice for her because it's ridiculous. So yeah, we see... She goes on stage. How did you feel about... So basically, Skylar goes on stage. And we learn that her main fear is stage fright. So she's singing. She's doing a great job. But then Myra's ghost comes up and takes over. And the voice was very interesting, I thought, that they chose for Myra's voice when she sings. It was... There was there was so much I had to say about that scene, first of all. Like, before I get into the voice, like, I can't believe that... Uh, that Skylar decided to go on stage knowing that there's like thousands of monsters out because she doesn't want to like, she didn't want to disappoint Ryan. Um, and yep, she's going on stage, but you know what? Her parents are in danger. The town's in danger. Like her monster from her childhood, her best friend is almost dead. It has to get dethawed, but she's on that stage singing. Um, but yeah, so then Myra's character comes in and she basically is like, move over. This is my band. When I tell you like, I don't know what happened, but that voice was like, how do you describe it? It was like Miley Cyrus after she chain smoked. It was like some, it was like the rasp. Actually, I think it was like a male voice. It was wild when she got on that stage. And I was just, you have to watch the scene, everybody. I was like cracking up at it. It's nuts. You're right. It's like an 80s male rocker voice. And it was crazy because even on the soundtrack, like, it's just Catherine that's noted. So I'm like, who was it? (laughs) Was it, if it was, if it truly was Catherine, like, again, props to you because it is, the voice is wild. Um, And the whole scene is wild. So um, yeah, she gets up there, sings her song, gets everyone's, live off of everyone's fear, I guess. Um, Oh, sorry. Sorry, go ahead. No, but Kelsey, what if, but Ryan doesn't even question anything. Like, nothing. Like, if you were Myra's boyfriend and he's like, yeah, she's like not that great of a singer. (laughs) He's a horrible boyfriend as I'm talking about it. He's like, yeah, she's not that great of a singer. Like, she's kind of controlling. And like, if she came up there and was like doing the splits, like, she did like this, like, weird taylor swift dance move almost like she put on a show and ryan was just like okay like he didn't he didn't question it and so i i don't know there's there was a lot going on and again ryan's like very aloof and maybe maybe he questioned it but he sure didn't show it yeah i feel like that's like the theme with ryan he like doesn't really do anything 
in this whole movie. He's just there. But yet, you're right. He's the problem. I never even thought about that until you said it. He's the reason why all these monsters are released in the first place. So, yeah. you know what? We love you, Luke. But maybe, Ryan, not the best. Um, what I did love about the end of this movie is we're in this haunted house, right? And I yeah. feel like it's just crazy, though. Again, the set design. Because I felt like in Twitches, right? Granted, mm -hmm. it was like a CGI part of it castle. There's nothing going on. There's nothing, like we said, on the walls. Not even a photo. This, quote unquote, abandoned house, it still has all the photographs up. It oh, has yeah. every single lamp is still there. Every single napkin. It's decked out to the nines. These high school kids had a budget, I guess, because oh, yeah. there are like lantern lights everywhere and candles and cookies and like cupcakes. And I just thought it was hilarious that... One, the police of this town were like, yeah, you kids can go have a great party at that haunted house. Yeah, use all the electricity. There won't be a fire. Yeah, do it. Um, <laughs> it's absurd. Well, that actually kind of bodes that uh, statement. I think you and I were talking about this. So before this movie, we covered Twitches, which also had a Halloween party, which was like kind of a birthday party, Halloween party. And they were like full-blown 21-year-old adults. And I would like, I'm not going to, well, this teenage party seemed a lot better than a, the 21 year old like this was a banging party i'm not gonna lie i want to go to this party so badly like right? i i thought it looked so cool i mean granted there are candles everywhere which made me very nervous of fire but it was oh. just i don't i guess it was just it looked amazing it was so fun i don't know how they packed like a hundred high school kids again into a haunted house without like worrying about safety or structural issues but you know what I'd be there right with him dancing along because it was so cool. It looked like the best time. Yeah, I'd be there dancing along while Skylar's singing her heart out, knowing that there's a ton of monsters about to kill us. So, <laughs> and, Well, to be fair, okay, I did also like the appreciation of the fact that they did use real props in the house. Because as much as I love this movie, some of the CGI was not the best when it came to the monsters. Oh, my God. Um, so I'll take all the real props <laughs> I can get in this movie because, but again, I'm like, it's 2012. Like, it's not like it was, like, we were we were well into the CGI world at that point. Like, I felt like we could have done a little bit better job at some of the monsters, whether they were, like, in the haunted house or, like, at the beginning of the movie. They were, yeah. they were lacking a little bit on the graphic scale. Yeah, because I, sorry, I was, like, looking it up and I'm like, there had to be, like, movies that came out in 2012 and, like, they had all these, like, movies, like, the Rock movies that had mm -hmm. all this, like, amazing CGI. Um, gosh, when I type in movies that came out in, two, <coughs> in 2012, it just shows DCOMs because that's all I search in my computer. <laughs> but I'm sure that there, it, like, showed the, um, that radio movie with Demi Lovato. It was the number one movie. It was, like, okay, I need to stop searching decoms on my computer. Um, but we were well into the CGI era. You're right. Like, if they can make Mordor and Lord of the Rings in 2003, like, you can make a little bit better but CGI effects. But I, I think it made the movie very special, right? Like, especially, like, one of the scenes, not to backtrack, but when we first see the parents, like, killing the monsters or like side by side like shooting what looks like kind of like toy guns with like pew pew and like all these like i don't know like a tornado of colors around them and it just like cracked me and like their faces were so serious like it reminded me of like when you were a kid pretending you were like in a battle with each other like boom boom and like it was it was it was funny it was i'm not dogging on that but it it, it was hilarious you're right the cgi was something else in this movie 
It was something. It was, yeah. I mean, there was one scene where I feel like where we see this, like, it's like a pumpkin monster, but he's like, he or, he or she, I guess, is floating through the air, and he's just chasing this woman, <laughs> and it was the most absurd. Oh it was just not God. great CGI. It was not great. And there's a couple scenes in the haunted house itself, and um, the monsters are just, they're not it. Like, they're just really lacking a lot. Um, but then I feel like we get to the almost the end of the movie, and as one does in a Halloween decom musical, we have a massive dance scene. And I was like, ah, this is where the budget went. <laughs> this is where all of the money went. Oh, and it's a great yeah. scene. It's a great scene. It is a great scene, but it's also a ridiculous scene. Um, because her parents were hanging off of okay, just to backtrack a little bit. Her parents, like, get brought to the house or were in the... I'm not sure what happened. There was a lot going on in this movie. Her parents get brought to the house. She has to save them, right? They're hanging off of, uh, like, a 300-foot building for maybe 30 minutes while Skylar is trying to kill her monster with the help of Henry and Sadie. It's, like, a grueling... It's probably, like, a 10-minute fight scene, honestly. It was so yeah, like the dance scene is right before the fight scene, and the fight scene I did think was like was a little like it was a little long, and but again, like, like you were saying before, how Skylar knew all of these monsters were coming, so Ryan's like, oh, get up and sing, so she sings, and then she's like, you know what I'm gonna do now to defeat these monsters? We're gonna have a three minute ballad, and she, like her parents are clearly hanging off the roof, like you said, and she's like, you know what? They can wait because now's my time to shine, and. I just thought that was hilarious. And then the fight scene I thought was exceptionally long. It was just like we're wrapping up. I feel like we wrapped a lot, as I guess a decom does. We wrapped up a lot in like 10 minutes of just really Skylar defeating the monsters, her parents realizing that like she's an adult, her friends realizing that they can conquer their own fear. And I, well, and shout out for Ryan for finally manning up and asking her out, which is like, but, okay. But like, he wasn't broken up with Myra at the point when he asked her out. I'm so confused. Like, this man. Like, that was, like, his biggest fear. Like, and again, I know that we were supposed to be like, oh, finally, Ryan did it. He asked her out, and she was, like, smiling. But I'm like, man, you you really do. I mean, I guess, I guess Myra did kind of break up with him, yeah. Like, when she was, like, on stage as, like, the evil person. But it's like, man, you move on fast. Like, it's at the same party, and, and you get into a tiff with your girlfriend, and then you're on to the next one. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. It was, it was, it was a crazy ten, last ten minutes of that movie. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, it was a little nuts for sure. Um, so at least, uh, shocker, all of the monsters, spoiler alert, get defeated um, in each of their own ways. Like Sadie spells goat in front of her monster. Henry <laughs> confronts Henry confronts his terrifying scarecrow. And he's cute. He shrinks down. Um, and then Theodosia. Um, oh, no, is that her name? The main ghost? Um, no, no. The main ghost... Theodosia is, the, is she's um, Sadie's. That's the goat ghost. It's a Diamata. Diamata, that's it. Diamata yes. is the main. She's also terrifying in her own right. But yeah, that Diamata is Skylar's. She's ghost. terrifying. Um, and I think this was like her last acting role, which was interesting. Um, yeah. but yeah, so she gets defeated as well. And so we kind of all we wrap it all up in like one like crazy like okay corral scene where like everyone's just like shooting laser guns and yeah and then we go back to where it all started the garage 
and the band. Talk about an ending that really rubbed me the wrong way. So, you know, we have that 10 minute like final boss defeat. We have like that $30 million choreography dance that they did. And then they go back to the garage and we see that Skylar is now (laughs) the lead singer of Myra's band right next to Ryan. So many thoughts. It kills me because I love this song. Like, you know, I still run, I run to the song. I'm not even kidding. Guys, like every single week I have had me at hello on my playlist. I don't know why I'm obsessed with the song. And to watch it again, I don't know if I just watch with my eyes closed every single other time I've watched this. It like disturbed me a little bit. I didn't. It, it disturbed me because, well, I, it disturbed me just because of how self-centered Ryan and Skylar are. And like, it's short, maybe they were meant to be together. But, you know, at the end of the day, I guess the directors were trying to be like, oh, everyone gets along. Because as you said, like, they pan over to Myra singing too. Like, she's the backup singer of her own band. And the scene that's just like, the ending scene is Ryan hugging Skylar and Myra. And it's not just like a group hug. He has one hand over mm-hmm. Myra and then another hand over Skylar. And then it just ends. And it's like, what are we teaching young men, Disney, at this point? Like, what Like, what was the point of that? Saying that you can, like, play two different girls and then at the end of the day, they'll both love you still? Like, I don't get it. I Yeah. To a T, what I was thinking. <laughs> I mean, it's so, again, I feel like it's, I don't know if they think that we're, like, shallow enough to be like, oh, these girls were, like, pitted against each other and now they're friends. Now the whole world is great. Again, the whole problem was Ryan. And he he got away without learning anything. Now he's dating Skylar. He used to date Myra. And now I'm sure there's no hard feelings with Myra. She's like, oh, of course. Like, go. Have fun. Don't, you know, just forget about me. It makes absolutely no sense. And now Skylar also somehow gets to be the lead in the band. And then I, I didn't like that at the end when she was like, oh, come on. I think it's supposed to look good. Like, oh, come on up, Myra. Like, you can sing the chorus, like the backup, <laughs> the backup vocals to my lyrics. And so all Myra does is like her little like, huh. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> and she, she killed, though. She, she killed. She killed. But I'm like, I would be so pissed if I was this girl. And now I have to sing the backup harmonizing vocals. That's what she did. I'd be pissed. I lost my boyfriend and my band, and I now I have a concussion. <laughs> and I just had, like I almost got paralyzed, and I got taken over by a monster. Like what? <laughs> and I don't think she has any friends, so like no, she's like alone now. She's alone, eat, gonna be eating ice cream in her really nice bedroom with a fireplace. Oh, yeah, that bedroom um, was amazing. I'm not gonna lie. I knew you were thinking that. I knew. I was like, this is, this is like Kelsey in high school. Like, I know it with like the ice cream and like this amazing bedroom and popcorn, <laughs> like great like decorations. I knew you would like that bedroom. So you know what? You do you, Myra. You forget about that. You make your own band. You get yeah. your. You get a new boyfriend because this guy is not good enough for you. <laughs> And then you you do some you have some you time. <laughs> yeah, girl, could you like do a spa day? Do some <laughs> spa day. Get some cucumbers on your eyes, like you need it. We need you to have it. You went through hell and back, and yeah, I agree. I agree. <sighs> Justice for Myra. 
Justice for Myra, Girl versus Ryan. By Girl. Beach. Ooh, what if that's that could have been the sequel? That could, but I don't. Oh. <laughs> I, I don't Disney, think Disney would never. They acted like Ryan was like Superman. Um, yeah, if someone's like, so what is this movie about? We'll just say Justice for Myra. Maybe mm-hmm. let's get that hashtag going on TikTok or something. Like Justice for Myra, Girl versus Ryan. Yeah, that's the movie. That's it. You know what, you guys? Like, if you don't want to watch it, like, just know that that's the premise. That's the premise right there. But watch it because it's really but good. Watch I know it. that we just like, like spent like an hour kind of crapping on it, but like it's one of those fun movies that's like so. This is not a word, but like pick apartable, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. But at the end of the day, it's a very comfort, very Halloween, very festive movie, even though the protagonists are not the best. And that's the thing. And I feel like you still walk away. If if you're a Disney fan, you obviously love Olivia, you love Luke. And you love their chemistry in this movie because that's where they met. And they dated for a couple, I believe, a couple years after this. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I mean, that does come through. And it's... It does. And, they, like, they have chemistry with whoever they're in. With whatever DCOM or movie beyond that they're in now. Yeah. Um, So it's it's such... It's so worth the watch. The aesthetic is amazing. Um, If you're looking for, like, a Halloween, like, suburban movie with also an insanely creepy-looking haunted house with a graveyard and a forest... <laughs> <laughs> and monster hunters and monster hunters then this and is this is thrown in a wheelbarrow and this is for you then this movie is definitely for you so so yeah um, yeah it was very campy a lot of crazy things going on but there is i feel like again some halloween decoms were like wait what is the meaning in this but i feel like this one actually did have meaning yeah what so what did what did you take because i I'm, I'm very interested in hearing when you were younger versus now um, I know that when you were younger, you watched it as like a comfort movie, but I definitely think that you took away some pretty big life lessons from it. So what did you take away from this movie? I mean, I think the number one thing, like whether I was watching it back in the day or now, is just kind of just conquering your fear. And yeah. we're all scared to conquer our fear. And there is one line that Diamata actually says that I love in this movie where she's explaining um, that she kind of given, gives an inside look from the monster perspective. And she's like, there will always be monsters. There'll yep. always be fear. But fear is what makes the monsters. It's not the other way around. And I thought that was so cool because I feel like, like we were just saying, I feel like fears can be so crippling. And no matter what age you are, and as long as you learn to conquer those, find coping mechanisms, figure out ways in your daily life to get over those fears, then suddenly just like the monsters do, they shrink and they become nothing. And I thought that was really cool as an adult to realize, you know, I feel like it's one thing when you're a kid and it's like, oh, you're scared of singing in public. Well, just go sing and it's going to be great and you're going to be fine. But I think as an adult, when things get maybe a little bit heavier and issues get a little bit harder, it's like, okay, if we're dealing with bigger fears totally. that we're dealing with, this is how you deal with it each day. It's always going to be there, but no, you're the stronger of the two, like good versus evil. If you're good, your fear is evil. You're always going to come out on top. And I thought that was really cool. Um what did you think? Were you thinking the same I think you hit the nail cares? on the head. I think you hit the nail on the head. And uh, a, a quote that I want to say is actually from Skylar. And I think it like really holds true to adulthood. Um, if you've ever had like a transitioning period in your life where you're scared to like take that next step or scared of what people uh, might think of you, I think that this movie is going to be really good for you because at the end of the day, that that is what Skylar, Henry, and Sadie, um, and even Myra in a sense too, 
everyone but Ryan had to do, you know? <laughs> and there's a quote that uh, Skylar says, and she says, the truth, is, the truth is, I think we need a little fear in our lives because there's no better feeling than discover than discover. Oh my gosh, sorry guys, uh, because there's no better feeling than discovering that one thing that scares the crap out of you, and then doing it anyway. So I think that that line really holds true. Um, you know, as you know, like I'm putting myself out there to find another job. You know, I put myself out there and I moved across the country from the West Coast to the East Coast, not knowing a single person. And then there were a lot of moments where I was so scared to take that next step. Like even doing this podcast with you, we were like, what are people going to think of us? What are our mm -hmm. friends going to think of us? And it's like, it scares the crap out of us to do this. But obviously we have such a passion for decoms and we did it anyway. And it's been very, very rewarding just seeing all the people that we've touched with our podcast. And so I think that that is something that really holds true to me. Um, you might be scared of something, but just do it anyway. Um, because what's the worst that can happen? Uh, well, there, well, here comes my fear. I'm like, oh, there's a lot that can happen. But anyway, um, you get what I mean, right? That was my Sadie element. But, um, no, it's, yeah. so it's so true. Because, and at the end of the day, like how amazing do you feel when you conquer it? You know what I mean? Like, how cool, like we, like you said, we were so scared to put out the first episode. And then when we did it, we're like, oh my gosh, it wasn't, it wasn't as scary as we thought. And then it was just so cool to see the rewards that you get to see from it, of like meeting new people and, you know, talking to people, getting to cover things like decoms that we love. It's just, no matter what that is in your life out there, like, I feel like if you're what wanting to switch careers, right. Or like wanting to go into a new industry, anything, wanting to like, you meet, you go somewhere new and you want to make friends. It's. I feel like take, just taking that first step, right? Just like doing that jump is like the best. It's so scary and it's so much easier said than done because Lord knows I'm the biggest scaredy cat. But I feel like once you do it, it's awesome. Well, I mean, I even go back to when we went to Bop on the Top and we had our Skylar moment and like we were kind of timid at first to go on the stage next to Ryan from High School Musical. It was at, at least like 500 plus people in that venue and we were just like, very timid at first, but then we went on stage like four other times. We were singing, we were jumping, we were dancing. And it was just like, you know, getting over that one fear, like, oh my God, so many people are looking at it. No one cares. No mm -hmm. one cares what you're doing. They're so self-absorbed, but like, they're like, oh, these two people are having fun. So yeah, definitely understand that. Um, and yeah, I think that was a really, really good kind of cherry on top for this movie. It's just facing your fears and being, being your true self. I loved it. Like it's, an all-around fun time. It's campy at times, but it's the message is like rings true throughout. And I do think as much as like how ridiculous CGI could have been in this movie and everything, the message they have, do have to say like they really ran home with that. And so, um, like like Ian and I were saying, watch this movie. It's a great one to add if you haven't watched it yet. It is on our decom bingo card for Halloween spooky movies. So if you haven't watched it yet, please cross it off your list because. It is definitely worth a watch. You will not be disappointed. Absolutely. Well, I think that does, that's it. We covered it. I think so. Um, and I think, yeah, this is, so that's Girl versus Monster. Uh, thank you all for listening. And next week we are doing something really fun. So stay tuned. Treat for you. We have a treat. Or is it a trick? I don't know. Uh, but no, it's a treat. You never know. Oh. Tune, in next, tune in next week. Are you going to get tricked or treated? You never know. So. so Stay tuned to the social channels. We'll be announcing it there. Something fun. Um, and thanks for sticking with us throughout the Spooktober. Yeah, Halloween's just around the corner, everybody. 
Um, so yeah, have a great rest of your week. Have a great weekend. Do all the fall things. And thanks for listening. So I guess with that, should we close it out? Let's do it. All right. Remember, listeners, si se puede. Means yes, we can. We'll see you all next week. Bye.